A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. All right, so welcome back to the B-side of episode 24. So at the end of the A-side of episode 24, we just finished speaking on um, the Royal Wedding, Police and Blackness and Meghan Markle. Um, whether we ourselves had self-policed our blackness and we kind of ended up speaking about, you know, um, gospel music and the conversation turned from gospel music to ballets. Balaclavas. Balaclavas. And obviously I, I take that, that means that you know where this is going. Um, if you haven't already seen the BBC Free documentary, um, Gospel, Drill and Prayer, it dropped, I think about two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and has been causing quite a big stir. Yeah. Um, gangs and, drill and prayer. Grand, sorry, gangs drill and prayer. Um, and has been sorry, like I said, been causing a big stir. Um, if you haven't watched it, do I even should I recommend people to watch it? I think they should. I think you should. Yeah, I, think I think you think should recommend. Should. It's on YouTube. Yeah, go, go see it. Um, it's about forty-five minutes mm, long, yeah. and we'll give you an interesting perspective into some of the things taking place within the London church scene. Yeah. Um, currently, so. Guys, what were your first thoughts or your general thoughts, sorry, on the documentary? First of all, shout out um, Happy and Melville because I feel like I'm going to forget them. But <laughs> they were in it for like mm. 10 minutes and I was like, yeah, man. And even Melville's got a show, 1st of July. I'm probably plugging this guy, but yeah, big up Melville. Melville-less. <laughs> um, but no, um, so the first time I watched it, I watched. I think I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, I was encouraged but concerned at the same time. Um, and the second time I watched it, I kind of had I had mixed reactions essentially. Okay. Um, I was really encouraged by uh, Pastor Enrique. So d- basically, just the the documentary follows the journey of um, a man named Enrique who's changed his life around, become a Christian, and, and is heavily involved in his church. Um, and kind of he talks about the music he used to do and how his how his life has changed after being shot and stabbed or just stabbed. Uh, stabbed. Stabbed. Was, stabbed. Yeah. stabbed. Um, and I really liked him. I just, I just, I don't know. I just loved Enrique. There's one part I loved um, when he, um, I think he's, sh- he's showing his story of where he got stabbed. And then one woman was like, I was there. I was there. And he was like, you know, I'm a pastor now. And I just thought, mm, evangelistic. So like the f- oh, first thing he wanted to tell her was that he's a pastor. I thought, mm, that's so sweet. I was so encouraged by it. And I was encouraged by the zeal that him and the other people in the documentary had. Um, but there was parts when I genuinely felt it was very contradictory. Uh, especially around the balaclavas, uh, the use of the balaclavas, and and the their involvement in drill music as well. Um, so those are like my light light kind of views of it. Okay. What did you think, Demi? What did I think of the documentary. So um, specifically about that point about balaclavas, I thought was quite a, a funny um, point. Just about the guy. Shout out! I don't know what his name is. <laughs> his bread he calls himself bread. Bread said he didn't want to be have his face seen on the documentary because. He was applying to study at university and he didn't want the top unis kind of discriminating against him because he'd been seen in this kind of environment. So congratulations to him because it says that he actually got a place to study economics Hmm. um, at university. Um, What did I think generally about the documentary? Um, I thought it was quite... um, It was a really good insight, I feel, into some of the ways in which churches in London in particular but I think this is perhaps a more generally generally a a way in which people are trying to quote-unquote evangelize Mm -hmm. um, about how they're trying to reach out to people who would otherwise not find themselves in churches on their own volition Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought the young men and women who were involved in the documentary like you said seemed to demonstrate um, a lot of zeal very passionate Um, I don't know them personally and so can't necessarily speak on the state of their Christian lives um, but definitely encouraging in that sense. Mm. Um, and perhaps in some of their zeal, there's things that we could replicate. Yeah. Um, 100%. Flip side, I didn't actually enjoy much of the music, to be honest. You're here. That's Hope dealers are going in, man. <laughs> I did actually, listen, I'm not, I don't follow. I the, don't like drill music. I don't follow heavily the drill scene. Um, 
but I know who's who's up and who's not up kind of thing imaging. I didn't think uh, the music itself was especially great. And I think that was a large focus of it, actually, not just um, Enrique's personal story, but also how music has the ability to be transformative and the reason why and how they're hoping to use that. As a way to get into the streets um, and to, to yeah, touch to, people. To, to, to go out into their local communities and speak to people. Man like Israel. Um, my first thoughts were... I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I went in... Well, before watching it, I had a certain expectation because I already heard about, like, Enrique and his church from Twitter and stuff. So I kind of mm-hmm. already had a fairly good picture of what was going to be discussed. Most of it was what I expected. Um, but I think so I think mostly what the the documentary did for me was confirm some of my opinions um, like drill gospel drill not really being anything particularly useful Um, I must just say sorry they make it clear so they don't term themselves as gospel drill called the hope dealers in the documentary um, they made it quite explicitly clear that they didn't coin the term gospel drill this is something that was imparted on them and they've just kind yeah. of ran with it yeah um but sorry go on. uh the whole issue the whole like transformation of enrique's life i think was i mean i i am glad that happened mm. like, seeing that was really a good positive thing um to witness um it did leave me with probably more critiques than affirmations and I guess we'll get into that when we're discussing stuff. But overall, I was happy to see this movement, even though I had a fair amount of reservations after watching it. And um, I guess the reach is also an interesting part of it. The fact that the BBC Three were actually happy to take this venture on, mm. regardless of who commissioned it. Um, there's a chance for people to see the way in which churches are growing in the UK whether it's for the right or wrong reasons yeah uh, and it certainly caused a lot of intrigue because I think as we'll flesh out in this discussion some people are fundamentally adverse to the idea entirely of gospel drill or wearing balaclavas in the church or the emotionalism that is largely displayed or was on display in some of the kind of clips um, in the in the documentary Mary what are you going to say I was just talking about the, um, of course from the the title is very much a remix of of Stormzy's Mobo mm. Mobo Brits UK number one album Gang Size and Prayer and and I think it, it it was a good time to revisit um what well, to visit uh the group Spec Nation and Enrique and the Hope Dealers because at this moment especially in our culture being um being open with your Christianity or with your 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 religion is 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 on up and up people are not shy anymore to talk about their faith um so i think it was a good time to, to do something like this i'm sorry i think that's an interesting point i, w- I was just going to say actually um the whole point about people being more forthright with their religion is actually quite true and i don't think it just extends into music yeah um mo Salah, for example so he's not a christian but mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about what him being a muslim means for not just him personally but how that is fostering um discussions and discourse between Liverpudlians and Islam mm-hmm. and more generally how Islam is being accepted in wider society. Yeah. And so I think Mary's right that in our current cultural climate across the UK, we are seeing individuals or particularly small groups who are fostering conversations um, by their actions and by their outspokenness. Mm. Um, is their outspokenness commendable? an entirely different discussion but maybe we'll touch on that but I'll I'll start by asking the question um, about gospel drill okay Um, gospel drill is lick off your head top (laughs) wow sorry because I I haven't I hadn't heard of gospel drill I've heard I had I'd heard of drill music I know it's birth from Chicago but I'd never heard of it so I googled it okay and like the lyrics are really it's not your even i think hip-hop rap is already some of it drill music is yeah. i'm shooting you down yeah okay and i was like raw is that all drill music is in your opinion 
is it? I mean, if you if you listen to an album by Harlem, Harlem Spartans, we're not who is Harlem Spartans? Is one knows of that because oh, yeah, the students. You was and you were researching so, for yeah, the episode. So Harlem yeah, Spartans are a group, a drill group in from Kennington, an estate in Kennington, um, and I think they're a very good example of drill as a as a genre in the UK, more so in London. Um, so. I mentioned them because I say if you listen to like one of the albums, it is just graphic. It is just like we're coming for you. We're gonna um, kill all the ops, which are like the opposition, the the rival gang or whatever. We're gonna sell drugs. We're gonna sell weed. We're gonna do, and it's just it's just all of that and some more. There's even one song by a group called AM. Um, no, AM is an individual. <laughs> wow, that is okay. AM, yes, yeah, so yeah, the individual AM. AM. Individual. Okay. For the correction. Um, you can tell I've only really dipped into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dip seems called, to be a prevalent word, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, go on, go on. Thing, uh, which called attempted. Right. And, and the whole idea of it is I, I was meant to kill this guy, but I didn't. So it was an attempted murder and I wasted a bullet on him. Da, 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 but oh. I didn't finish it off. Um, and it's really like, like I've seen young kids like proper, like in one of my classrooms, they would just be like attempted. Should have been a murder, and I'm like, ho, 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 on. Do you know what you just said? Like, yeah, you're really happy and glad that you're singing about how you almost killed another person. Like, actually take it in and think about what you just said. You guys probably know someone whose murder wasn't attempted and actually happened, and the grief that brought. That's not yeah. the kind of thing you should be singing so gleefully. Um, so that's a picture of. Music. I don't want to turn this into a conversation about the visibility of music. Okay. But I like because I, I think I asked, is that all drill is to you? Is there something particular about the way in which people do their rhyme schemes, the beats? Because when I think about drill music, can't divorce it from its content. But I actually think there are some, you know, there are particular rapping styles. Yeah, that, so that's they uh, are um, quite skippy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, people have tended to emulate each other there, there, there doesn't mean to be too much distinction uh, mm. between kind of uk drill artists and stuff so i guess it's important when we're discussing discussing what gospel drill is um if our foundation is necess- necessarily saying oh well the, the gospel drill is indivisible from the lyrical climate um then you want to condemn that or can you say well listen um, there's more to draw than just the content. Is also the musicality of yeah. it. Of course, we we yeah. do that to Christian hip hop, yeah. don't we? Because you can say yeah. hip hop is has got people who I don't know who are misogynistic or it's it's violent. Whereas Christian hip hop is just taking that um, the medium of that, but then mm. just uh, creating content that's positive yeah. so, and yeah, forceful. In all fairness, um, <laughs> drill is UK grime adapted to Chicago drill music. So I think it's a fusion of Chicago drill from like Chief Keef and that whole group merged with UK grime to form like a whole new genre. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah, it is a particular style mm-hmm. that can be adopted. I think that the only difference I would make between like gospel hip hop and gospel drill is that hip hop does have a very particular history that I think can arguably be rooted into in social consciousness mm-hmm. that I don't think you could do with drill. That might be partly mm. because of his um, novelty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think just by the fact of that, it is more, as a consequence, it is more tied to content because first of all, it's very new and you can't really give it a a, a, a detailed history that doesn't in some way just automatically in the minds of people who listen to it lends itself to um, the content of gang life and drugs and the rest of that mm-hmm. um, which is probably part of my critique of the whole idea of trying to use the style and do gospel content with it so so are you suggesting that it is contradictory then i'm saying it's it's it, it lends itself to that conclusion because drill is so tied to the content i'm saying but part of the explanation is because it's new Mm. so i'm trying to be a bit i'm trying to be aware of the different aspects um but i think i don't know i don't yeah i just don't think you can look at drill and think 
of something other than the content. I don't think we're at that place of withdrawal yet. And so because I don't think we can do that, I think therefore to do gospel drill means that to a certain degree, you are going to think of the lifestyle that is advocated by drill as a whole. There was Which even, is, a, yeah. there was even a, I think it was a, the article that came out recently, you know, when there was murders and, and knife crime happening a lot in London and there was an article saying, is drill music impacting knife crime? Of course, there's there's multiple factors as to why that is, but if you look at some of the, the, the prominent kind of drill artists, they are they are promoting mm. violence. Yeah. Um, and to now ad- adopt it and say, okay, it's gospel, but it's the same like I think even when I was listening to the freestyles, they've just replaced um, shooting with about Jesus. Like it hasn't, there isn't much content in it to to sound and seem um, in in it that that that, um, that is different from the the drill music music and the, and the, and the popular drill music artists and I think that that's an issue and also there's something that they said about um, <laughs> everyone's just skanking <laughs> there's something they said about um, they said I think someone was saying that don't you think drill music can like impact people and they're like well music can't really it doesn't it doesn't force someone to now go and shoot someone but then they later said something about but they feel like their music can impact people to come to Christ so it felt very like music can impact people. Mm. but it can't impact people but we think it can impact people so I, I thought that again was, was contradictory as well um, so a quick plug because um, I remember Mary just brought up the point about an article if you haven't read Richard's article on blackberea.com hey. um, on the number of fatalities that have been occurring in London because of knife crime that's well worth a read he actually makes a specific point about Cain and Abel um, yeah. that I think might be pertinent to this knife discussion. crime cuts deep is the knife crime cuts deep that's what the article is called blackberea.com um, check out our articles and videos there. Israel, you're about to say something. Yeah, I was gonna say I heard I also heard about the whole is drill connected to the rising life crime and I just sort of like rolled my eyes um, <laughs> to the point where I saw my my uh, cerebral cortex. You're so uh, silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, only because I mean we hear that all the time. It just feels like a rehash of the the constant rap and yeah, yeah. crime or mm-hmm. you know, any sort of like black music connected with crime discussion however i think there is some some um connection between drill and crime i only say this because there have been explicit cases where people have dissed each other in music Mm -hmm. and then the person in that's part of the beef has been killed and obviously it's very easy although in most cases the police haven't really caught the person or stuff like that but due to the back and forth between two gangs or whatever, you can you can be ve- fairly certain that X group were annoyed at the other group, and now that person from that group has died because mm. of the beef. So things like that uh, make me say that there is some connection mm. between drill and the increase in crime, only because explicitly there is like I'm not just talking about killing someone in general. I'm coming for you, so and so. And then two weeks later, so and so is dead, mm. kind of thing. So I see your point about because um, I think the the best maybe parallel for this would be the kind of like Christian hip hop yeah, reaction 100%. to Christian hip hop, um, whether there, it was divisible from its kind of foundation, um, which did have a kind of social consciousness certainly at the outset. Um, but I wanted to ask you, and I think Mary's kind of touched on this point briefly, if um, we're dealing strictly with the content mm-hmm. and the content doesn't promote immorality mm-hmm. or doesn't violate scriptural truth mm-hmm. and the person is clearly gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you hear this, like, right, he's actually good. Um, and the theology is sound. Is it an issue that He's wearing a belly. No, not even like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is it an issue that um, they're doing this style of music, this genre of music? I would say no. I would agree. Right. Yeah. So on that basis then, because I'm not, I'm not getting the sense that you're saying that then that means that provided it's done in the quote unquote right way, because we'd even have to discuss what the right way is. Mm. 
I'm understanding that on that basis, fundamentally, gospel drill is not. No, so in and of itself, okay, a Christian using the style mm-hmm. of drill to communicate Christian principles or worldview is not wrong. I am simply saying you have to live and somehow deal with the necessary implications of drill mm-hmm. as a wider industry that you can't detach yourself from. So I think that the gospel drill artist has to be honest and say the public perception of drill music is X. Um, I can't just deny that reality. That's there. Um, And if I'm going to do gospel drill or whatever, I have to accept that as a given that um, people within the drill industry and outside are looking at it as connection to crime and so on and so forth. So, So I'm simply saying the whole idea of Oh, let's not view it as that. Is this and like no, the, the the culture at large does view it as that. Mm. Where like I I I am fine with you doing your seven hours in church, um to to like a six seven B or whatever. <laughs> grace but, and faith in the pi- was it Grace and faith in the Pyrex? I'm whipping them both. What's Pyrex? Okay. <laughs> What's the Pyrex? Do you know what Pyrex is? I'm a Christian. No, I don't know that. Yeah, get out of here, man. What's a Pyrex? Shut up. You, you use know. that to bake cakes and stuff. Oh, so it's a for your measurements. It's like a measuring jug. Oh, yeah. wait. So he's dealing drugs. No, Neither. grace and I... faith in the Pyrex. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Who said that yeah. line? That's I don't dope. know who that was. That was good. I like that. Um, Sorry, God, Israel. So like, you can do that, and I like will listen to it and be like, okay, the guy that like you said this guy is good, he's got skill, and I was like, but I'm just saying, like, let's not now try and re re-engineer the way society views it. Hmm. Like, you have to confront that and just accept it, and then work with that as opposed to trying to pretend it's not a a given that makes sense. and i think that's the biggest issue because even when i think there was like clips um from their performances um and they're wearing ballets and they're going crazy and I, a lot of people on my timeline who are not even christians were just mm. laughing at it they just thought it was silly like why mm. are you why are you in a church promoting this type of lifestyle why are you wearing balaclavas of course we know what a balaclava represent it's not just going to go kind um <laughs> and, and even just what people think of of what they're doing um uh drill i saw almost like a gospel gun so you guys are now a gospel gun and and stuff like that where the world is able to turn around and say this looks this doesn't look right and i think that's something that they're gonna have to deal with does that mean is that my main argument when i say that oh i disagree with some of the things they do no because i think someone could turn around and say well when i watch a christian hip-hop video just doesn't this looks like you're mocking or trying to be like Kendrick? So you guys shouldn't do it. So I'm, that's, I'm not saying that's the biggest issue, but I'm saying you should be aware of that. The fact that when you're in, like you hear jokes of people saying, "Oh, my next service, I'm gonna be. Uh, if I was gonna go to Spac, I'm gonna have a balaclava to get inside and stuff like that." Like <laughs> if you're aware of, you have to be aware of of what um, society views you, your perception. And right. and and if you don't mind that, then you don't mind that. And I don't think they do. They think it works for them. They help. They help them to engage their community. Um, what I'm kind of getting from this specific point mm-hmm. is that because drill music is so tied to a particular culture of criminality, are we going to say it's it's almost irredeemable, or it is irredeemable? Nothing in creation is irredeemable. Um. But all things are tainted by sin, so it's just. So I think because sorry, I'll say that because on. the the whole point about them doing gospel drills, it's kind of like the um, Kanye West MAGA hat thing. Make right? America, oh yeah, make no, America not, again. Not, no, okay, no. oh no, I was gonna say. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because he wore that. He wore the hat saying that he wanted to turn. Nah, that that um that needs to go in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to turn what that sorry what that what slogan that stood for around. Something. Yeah, yeah, and. Mm. Much of the argumentation from their perspective has been, listen, we know that it has this connotation, it right. has this history, but we want to put this emphasis on it because and change. Wait, wait, so let me just, sorry, we're not, are we talking about drill as a genre or the Banaclava? Drill. Okay, sorry, okay, okay. I was ready to... But they, they could do that on the, they could do that to drill as well, if you, if you feel like, for example, South London's where they're based, you've got people who love drill, who are involved in this, who, who, who love it completely, and we're going to make it's the same type of music but with a positive mm. spin in hopes okay. to reach to them we but do I that think, with christian hip-hop all the time but i think they're not helping themselves i don't have an issue right 
or someone who says, you know, I grew up in South, um, the genre that we're all into is drill, but I'm a Christian and I want to essentially redeem that. But however, if you if you take all the points of emphasis that relate to crime, you're not helping to clarify your distinction. I, I, I think of it almost as if I if I if I planted church in London and I say I want it to be an explicitly Christian church, then I put a icon on the wall of a crescent and a star i'm not clarifying anything <laughs> they will come in and say is this a mosque yeah because that that symbol no but muslims are welcome no 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 <laughs> i see what you mean i see what you mean but as in that and that symbol is an islamic yeah. symbol yeah so anyone who's coming in in the culture has already been accepted that that's now in in theory could i redefine the crescent to mean some sort of christian point possibly yeah why just yeah yeah, yeah. you're not why? doing that with balaclava either so that's what i'm saying like if you if you're trying to take drill and the genre and make it you know um, immerse it in gospel rich gospel theology go ahead but why take these different points like the balaclava and bring it in that's only going to um fuzzy up your message because those different icons and artifacts are so intricately tied with criminal activity that people on the outside coming are only going to be even more confused so there needs to be a sufficient distinction that allows you to keep what you're trying to change Mm -hmm. but everyone can see okay this is different Mm. um without having to sit there and like wrestle for like a good week before they're like ah i I get it yeah yeah and and yeah why would you identify with something that has destroyed your community like why would you wear a balaclava which signifies or signified as we did in our last (laughs) (laughs) part one this a um and yeah you know that signifies criminal activity and you're now gonna wear it and 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 prop it up and and dance in church or perform with it in church when you know to some people that actually does represent violence and something that's brought a lot of grief and pain into their households all right so okay i'm gonna try and give us some say like for and against arguments okay and tell me what you think about um these particular points you can chime in where it goes so we've kind of dealt with the um content issue do you know yeah. what i mean whether it's, you can pull it out of the culture or whether you can have kind of positive content um so i think this is about gospel drill maybe the tenor also of the documentary was that in using this genre of music um, it kind of reflects a seeker-sensitive emphasis. Um, so essentially what it does is it it tries to go out and pull in people into the church en masse um, without real um, in-depth discussion or correction, and which generally in the long run doesn't result in great Christian maturation. So the worry is, is that, all right, you're pulling all these guys in yeah from church into church sorry um that wouldn't otherwise be here but they have this interest in your music but it's not really doing much for them spiritually they're not being nourished or enriched um they're not really going to be here for a long time um another point it's mostly produced by young christians and very emphasis on young very young um whose content has at times also displayed just errant theology. So we have to deal with the fact that it's not actually just purely about the fact that you can change the content. It says what's actually being said is, for want of another word, heretical. Yeah. Um, there's actually errors in the things that are being said um, currently. Um, and tied to that, listening to some of the stuff that I heard on the documentary, again, I have to be careful I have to be fair because they didn't coin the term gospel. Yeah, drill. they didn't. But there's actually a an absence of gospel reflection in the music itself. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's the biggest concern for me. Is it's, it's not helped by the music, though. As in, how do you mean? In terms of the style of music, like yeah, drill, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't help. Um, but when, for example, we spoke about like a Jackie Hill Perry crescendo, yeah, right. And and this is not saying there's only one way to do music, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I can think specifically about the way in which she makes me reflect on 
uh, tenets of the gospel in which in the short clips of the documentary I wasn't caused to um, listening to some of the drill music and I think in that sense actually because they're young also what you see is a kind of personal puffing up um, that these guys will just get known for being the forefathers yeah. of the gospel drill scene and there's all that clamour where people are rushing to the stage to come and see these guys in bellies mm. jumping up and down lively um, without a real pause to think through what is being said um, on the music and I, the reason why I say it, like I have to be careful is because even with Christian hip hop some of the arguments yeah, some, some, of, some of the yeah. arguments that are used do reflect a kind of cultural Mm. and doctrinal centrism that says we're going to judge the validity of this by personal criterion rather than biblical criterion mm -hmm. which is why I also want to say alright cool so if somebody was arguing for it um, they might want to argue that you shouldn't be legalistic about what constitutes acceptable Christian music you can have Strange Fire like Nadab and Abihu. This is how one person calls it. You can have Strange wow. Fire like you don't Nadab want and Abihu. You don't want Strange Fire though. Or, or you could be pharisaical and say, you cannot do this. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You can you can go too far and be legalistic. Um, and I think this was Albert Muller when he was commenting on Christian hip-hop in particular because, you know, a lot of people had issues with that. They were like, he was like, um, the good, the beautiful and true can be combined in every Christian endeavour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so if that is pouring through in what's being produced we should thank God for that we should praise God for that even if it's not something that I personally enjoy because I prefer other styles of music um, it doesn't mean that it can't be done yeah um, so what are your views on any of those points in particular go on Mary <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah I I I, I like the, the, the back and forth um, because I think when I watched the documentary, I would have thoughts in my head and I'd be like, wait, I can apply this to Christian hip hop. Um, and because I, I love Christian hip hop, um, I'm just trying to be fair to them. Um, I, I think I think the one I agree with is, and you see this in Christian in Christian hip hop as well, is just um, the, the imm immaturity of the youth um, in a sense of you've got these young guys, like for example, Pastor Enrique is... I think he was like 17 when he was stabbed, became a Christian. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's young in the faith. Um, and these, these boys, again, are, are young in the faith. I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably be between the ages of 19 to 28, if that. Um, yeah, yeah. And if and and what and the issue with, with Christian hip-hop and drill music generally is that it actually promotes talent above uh, any sort of Christian virtues. Um, so if you're a... If, you're a Christian if you're an unbeliever on Thursday you become a Christian on Friday and you can spit bars and you're really good yeah. you're pushed into the limelight without any sort of um um pause to say okay let's wait for this guy to to grow in the face let's give him some discipleship and I'm not saying that's the case for them but it does reflect in their music when they they say certain things I think oh um and that kind of makes me pause and I think that was probably my genuine general genuine can't speak today let's go <laughs> significant <laughs> my general concern with the whole um uh drill music and the guys in it because they're so young that i wonder if there should be some sort of pause um in terms of the music that they're promoting but in saying that i i do think you should have freedom ish in the music you make um so i'm i'm encouraged that the music they're making will appeal to people on the street because for them that they see i could imagine someone like enrique for example he looks in his area he sees all these people that love drill music that are involved in this in his lifestyle and he wants to create something that speaks to them but actually is able to encourage them to consider an alternative lifestyle uh, and, I, and i and i praise that i think that's a that's a good endeavor i think we do that all the time um in all things in all areas of media films books um so i don't know why we can't do it with that specific genre of music um, I really appreciate their, as a churchless back nation, church. Um, I really appreciate their social activism and mm -hmm. social engagement. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Let's talk about um, that. However, it's maybe not. However, I think cause however sounds too. You know. People are like, however. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, however. <laughs> I think I think what needs to be um, kept in mind is 
that like so so like Mary said and, and was asked, um the fact that these guys are so young, it me it means in my mind, um that they haven't delved deeply enough into good solid theology. Um and so that's reflected in their music at times. Um but it also will play it out it will play itself out um in their counselling, in their pastoring and interaction with the people that they're trying to draw out of that kind of lifestyle which means when they do their good stuff like you know teaching them how to build their own business and all these things and they bring them out of this um gang lifestyle they bring them into a better place socially um and then have those conversations about christianity all they're really going to get is a is a shallow type of christianity that i sometimes wonder won't be able to first of all give them the grandeur of the um of the christian message of the biblical god but also won't equip them fully because that's the whole point of sound theology that you're equipped for all, all things um, and so a deficient theology will not fully equip you and so i do i do sometimes fear that there'll be people who move out of the gang lifestyle to a better place socially but are not fully equipped for a fuller experience of life um, because they've been fed a deficient christianity um so i personally i really don't like the fact and i, I don't know if i mentioned this in part one i really don't like the fact that enrique is a pastor no you um, said it's kind of off air he said it's off air oh yeah okay. why don't you sorry he's 21 spurgeon was a pastor at 19 hold on hold on hold Man, on hold on it sounds like he's despising you <laughs> bro you do <laughs> you slightly do wow. wow um the reason i don't like no it's not because you can't be a pastor at 21 let me be very clear it's not okay. that so again and it's not like, personal it's not personal i love Enrique. i wish it was personal the depth of theology right so what do you mean so for example when we when we mentioned spurgeon the other thing that we don't mention about spurgeon spurgeon read a book a day okay he prepared his sermons on the saturday the night before having read about eight books that week and when you listen to the sermon it was deep as in he was expositing the text he was going here and prince of preachers he, he so even though he was young his theology was deep which is why it was okay for him to how do you know it. Enrique's theology is not deep I've heard it <laughs> <laughs> we watched the documentary it was very much like you know the church is here to make you a better person the the interview they had where Spack was interviewed by NFTR mm-hmm. not for the radio and I I don't I mean okay this is it was a while since I listened to it they either only quoted the Bible once or did not quote it at all. And when it came to speaking about their motives, it was very much driven by, again, social mobility. Yeah. You know? So that motiv- social mobility emphasis, I don't disagree with. But the fact that it's the dominant, and in some cases, the only thing mentioned about their Christian impulse is deficient. Of, of course, um, social addressing social ills is 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 going to be a part of any Christian witness when it comes to being in community and so on. But the driving force is that gospel message at its core. What makes all of the Christian um, act- activism meaningful is the fact that you're driven by this message that Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and therefore all these things are birthed out of it. I don't get that core message coming out which is my reservation and so what i mean when i say i don't like the fact that enrique is 20 uh, is a pastor at 21 is because it like you said it almost feels rushed okay you know he has this awesome testimony to give mm. and so we're going to push him into the spotlight where he has all the opportunities to give that testimony um we're going to make him a pastor but really has he had the time to 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 slow down and to dig into the scriptures day in day out to, to, to be able to preach the Bible faithfully and be prepared for the long haul. Um, fads come in and out and popularity is in and out. But can you be faithful with the scriptures for 50 years? Mm. And have you been prepared to do that? One, might, yeah. one thing to note, though, is that they did. I, I there was there was many times when he was being commended by his, his fellow people in his church where people were saying, oh, Enrique is a godly guy. Enrique is mature. Enrique has changed his t- turn his life around. So I think that does um, well. That encouraged me that this is a man who who has become a Christian and 
in the last three, four years has grown maturity, possibly to the pace of being an elder and a pastor? That means he's a good Christian. <laughs> I, 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 maybe it's the preacher in me who just thinks, I mean, it's not a mess. Like, I just think pastoring is a different standard. And maybe, again, it's the different definitions of pastor. When I think of being a pastor, like, it's very different to being a Christian. So I'm not questioning his Christianity. So, mm-hmm. okay, if that if that wasn't clear, a key distinction, I'm not saying that, he sh- that he's not a Christian or that he's a bad Christian. I'm saying it's a, it's a different thing to, to say that this person has become a Christian than say this person should become a pastor. The office, I think, needs to be approached very... <laughs> needs to be approached in such a way that all boxes are not only ticked but heavily considered mm. Mm. and i didn't get the impression that all the boxes so the first timothy three boxes were heavily considered it almost felt like he's a christian and he's godly in the sense of piety and so on therefore ipso facto he's worthy to be a pastor i think that um train of thought isn't so isn't isn't coherent um and the training needed for a, a to, of, to be a faithful minister i don't think has been put in place by spec but that yeah yeah tell me what do you think um i agree with israel's main um sentiment because the impression that i get from the documentary is that um, Enrique in particular is a novice um, i.e. he's quite new to the faith and so coming with that or being a pastor comes with a responsibility that I don't personally feel just from that anyway that he appeared to be um, prepared for adequately equipped for at this stage um, and not just him um, another gentleman whose name I don't know personally but I've heard him speak for example, on the NFTR Mm. interview and um, I think on various other outlets. And so I think that also kind of speaks to a tradition in some of our churches um, where we have things like mass ordination and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Or where we have um, a large focus on growing our youth outreach. Yeah, I think that that's an issue. Um, That tends to inviting young people who are quote unquote on fire for God Mm. um, and puts them in places of leadership where they don't have the sufficient um, ability to rightly divide the the word um, to counsel and actually give good pastoral care um, who don't have the discipline to um, pray regularly and take on the burdens of the people in their churches who they're meant to be shepherding. Mm. And so that's concerning for me. Not because I'm just seeing it on the TV screen. Because I, you saw I've it. lived it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? I I've you. been in places where um, people have been offered um, positions of responsibility and leadership in churches who themselves would readily say to you, I shouldn't be in this position but for the fact that, you know, I've been given this responsibility, I have to carry it out. Um, and that's worrisome. It's, it's it's tough as well, because um, in the churches that I was going to growing up, you as you get to a certain age, 17, 18, you, you, when kids have the choice to now go church, you, you mm-hmm. recognise this mass exodus where people flock to another church or they just don't go to church at all. Um, and there's that um, temptation, I believe anyway, from, from pastors... Um, to just okay, we need to keep the young. We need to keep the young. One way we'll keep the young is to give them a position. If if you give someone a responsibility, mm. then they'll feel that sort of agency, and they'll they'll want to kind of commit their all to it. And and I've experienced people who were literally given prominent positions in church and youth yeah. churches, and were not ready by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. Um, and that's not to say that's the case with Spec Nation, but I think in some of the things that I have seen, um, that is something that happens, especially in churches where they're prone to bring make people pastors all the time. And I know I know for Spec Nation, I know they do have a lot of pastors in their church. So so that's just something that that they need to be mindful of. You made an interesting point there about the fact that um Spec Nation as a church have been helping people become entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um and grow businesses. I think I got from you that you quite appreciated their emphasis Definitely. on social yeah, mobility. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
And so I guess aside from then gospel drill, mm. um, how should or how much should the church be concerned to engage unbelievers um, via non-explicitly biblical means? Um, I, I think the church can engage in more ways than I think we've stopped to actually think about. So the idea of entrepreneurship um, and economic upliftment, I think it can wholeheartedly be embraced by the church as a, what's the right word for this? As a, um, help me, my vocabulary is dead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say as 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 a function, I'm trying to draw a distinction between like the core role of the church and something that happens um, as a response to the community's needs. I don't know what to, to, to call So it. maybe you should actually explain what you consider to be the core role of the church and then okay, say yeah, how. So, okay. so the church um, as an organisation, probably not the best word, but as an organisation uh, is to be engaged in, first of all, worship through the ordinary means of grace, that is uh, preaching, um, prayer, the Lord's Supper, baptism, um, communion with one another, and so on. It's also to be engaged in discipleship. So that means um, teaching and essentially becoming holier as a community yeah. um, as we draw closer to God. But then thirdly, to be, re- to be reaching out and to be evangel- evangelizing, so the Great Commission and so on. So I think those are, are sort of like the core... I would say the core, the core mission of the church, that we worship God, um, that we disciple one another, and that we reach out in missions and evangelism. Um, when I speak of sort of like, again, maybe not the best term, but secondary mission, I'm speaking of responses to the community um, that bears testimony and witness to um, the creational good that is, in, that is in those who are outside of the church. So a church like SPAC is in South London. And so they've looked around and they've said, the people around us are in gangs. They are um, in the lower class of the UK and so on. And they have these struggles. And we as a people, out of our faith and out of the gospel that we've received, are going to you know, seek to uplift them and to respond to their need. Mm-hmm. So essentially engaging in the ministry of not just word, but of deed as well. And so I am saying that what that looks like will depend on the community. So mm. for SPAC, which I appreciate, it looks like entrepreneurship and it looks like development and um, economic upliftment because those are those are major issues. Mm. Um, you wouldn't do something like that in the heart of Berkshire because they are all middle class and they are well that's a generalization good. but you know they are all middle class if you go to Ascot that's just, <laughs> everyone's got a, a 600k plus home kind of thing Again, oh I thought you meant as in Ascot the race course I, I was about Ascot to say bro have you been seeing some of these videos that have been coming out don't worry about it no worry about it. <laughs> and that's in the area yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. that's oh. what I was saying what's that what no we're good sorry go yeah on. so um, so I think yeah so looking at what they've done to respond to the community, I really appreciate. And I know that the church should be, I think the church should be doing things like that for their particular local context. Mm. Um, I know another example is um, Tim Keller, <laughs> Redeemer Presbyterian Church. We when, need to ban this guy. <laughs> when, <laughs> when do a pla- Just for that, I'll mention another example that isn't Tim Keller. Anyway, um, when, when he was planting the church, he did a whole... Uh, he had, he had a series of fellowship communities um, based around sort of like work uh, work roles. So there was a lawyer fellowship, there were creative arts fellowships and basically just groups coming together who were in this industry mm. because what he saw was that, okay, some of the people in our church are creatives, they're artists and they know Christian and they know unbelievers who are artists who they can link up to. So we're going to have this like, I don't know, middle space where artists can come together and Christian artists can get the opportunity to not only engage in faithful art as any artist would in New York City, but explain sort of the motives behind their art mm. as a way to almost like introduce non-believers to the gospel while also fellowshipping with unbelievers 
in the context of just yeah. art in and of itself. And then yeah. the same for lawyers and the same for bankers and entrepreneurs and the rest of that. And so SPAC is doing that. Obviously now in, 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 in Southwark and Brixton, it's not going to be bankers and the rest of that. But now it's, you know, we have people who have gifts. How can we build that gift for them so that they can become financially independent? So a lot of people might be dependent on welfare mm. from the government. But this time, what, what's best for them is to gain financial independence so they can do what they want without having to resort to selling drugs or resort to... Um, Criminality. Yeah, yeah. To do what they really want to do. We can give them the financial independence without resorting to crime. And so they're doing that and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, even um, one of them was like um, the alleviation of poverty was the answer to crime. And even though I still want to be like, I, I get what I got what he was saying right. essentially um in wanting to um impact your community um in a trans- in a transformative way um mm. and I think that is very praiseworthy I think I've, I've had conversations with people in terms of what SPAC Nation do as a church in terms of how they go out to their community and I think it's something that we should definitely model um I think a lot of local churches don't do enough um yeah. and I think yeah. in that regard SPAC Nation can definitely be commended for for what they do in the community mm. Brief response to that line, um, <laughs> that, uh, what was it, alleviate? Alleviation of poverty was the answer to crime. Yeah, it's an answer to, it's an answer, it's the answer to certain types of crime. Yeah. If that were the case, then we wouldn't have the thing, we wouldn't have such a libel scandal um, and all these other crimes True. that occur in there. The, the, but, their context. Yeah, it gets rid of, so, no, no, I, so, so I understand it. Yeah. While I disagree with it, I get what you're trying to say, certain types of crime yeah. would, would cease in the presence of financial independence and wealth. But crime in and of itself and wrongdoing wouldn't go. That's just gonna. That wouldn't I mean, go. particularly if, um, when we're looking at kind of wealth creation, mm. the glamorization of wealth it consists in material things. Yep. So, kind of aside from the documentary, um, if you remember that very controversial video that dropped a few months ago. Uh, where people were trying to, where they were introducing themselves oh, as the a church. Trailer. The yeah, trailer. Yeah. And it was very provocatively Loops titled Is Spack Nation a Cult? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, and like the opening cut was like of the lubes. And then it Who? went from the lubes to the rollies. Whoever shot that video though, <laughs> you're sick. Mary's got her technical hat on. You're actually um, sick. <laughs> it went from the lubes to the rollies, from the rollies yeah. to the APs. Um, and it seemed to suggest that the true wealth in the Christian life consisted in your accumulation of material things. Yeah. Which I thought was not only errant, but really a great shame. Mm. Yeah, they, they they constantly refer to that. Um, yeah. and, and I think there was, there was a, there's a scene when they're getting ready to to go and evangelize in Coventry and they're getting their makeup done. And I think one of the sisters was like, we're Christians, like we are, like we're, we dominate the earth. Um, and even Enrique, because he um, he enters his Mercedes that uh, I think one of the pastors had brought yeah, for him and he was just like, baby. yeah, like come to Christ and you have a good life. Like that was essentially his spiel. Um, mm. And that was constantly repeated where there was this belief that in becoming a Christian, you will be met. Your needs will all be met. Um, mm. and, and you see it in, in, a, in a trailer, these guys are like, we're not we're not anything special we're just christians who go to the church so if you want to if you want to have what we have just come to spack um yeah. and you have men uh cryptocurrencies and rolexes and lubes yeah. and uh, um, employers and of course i'm not i'm not however they've got it, it is more you know more grease to your elbow but <laughs> um but promoting this idea this notion that if i become a christian i will have a good life yeah in is just not biblical um Interesting enough, I had someone actually recently come to me say that they've joined Spack Nation because they want to become rich, which was really like, oh wow. Did it even they didn't hide that or they just No, they were like, <laughs> hey, I've seen them. I wanna, sure. I wanna get my own. Um so, Is that yeah, dummy so, or huh? <laughs> <laughs> tried it. She said, Is that dummy? <laughs> you pagan. You pagan. <laughs> oh, so my private life. The identity, but <laughs> it out the bag, so there you go. <laughs> Um, so the the trailer itself, like I re- I really got the idea that it was come to Christianity and you are gonna get everything you ever dreamed of. Because I mean, the whole testimony, the testimony wasn't I was a sinner saved by grace. The testimony was that oh, I was in the hood, and now I have a cryptocurrency hedge fund yeah. that has made over. Another guy saying 
Now I didn't have my life together, and now I have my own business. And I employ fifty people, and it was just it, the testimonies were not testimonies of grace; they were testimonies of wealth. Yeah. So what you are telling the people is that the core message of our church is not grace, Christ, gospel. The core message is wealth, prosperity, and a good life materially. Um, and there's, I just, there's no way to come to any other conclusion as, a, as a, apart from that. And you see that from the people who are now joining, who are trying to get that mm. kind of life. And so, like Dami said, it's, it's, it's errant and it's a shame because it's, in my mind, it's, it's a black millennial prosperity gospel. Yeah. It's not the prosperity gospel of our of our parents that was just like you know, um, we're going to do night vigil and the rest of that in order to in order to uh, make a million, it's recasting the prosperity gospel in a acceptable way to millennials. Um, the entrepreneurial impulse that's now, you know, taking yeah. every millennial, black or white, by captive. Um, by captive, is that a phrase? Ca- that's taken taken them ca- captive, captive, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it's just a recasting of the prosperity gospel. Like, it's not... It's not grace and all of grace. It's get your money and get it good. I have no issue with money. I love mm. <laughs> that hot exposure. <laughs> that hot exposure. You know, you know, you know the person. Like the Sorry, no, nah, I got because they tried to come for me. This is like the first nah, time they tried to come for me. You saw how when Israel was talking about that guy that said he wants to go to Spac Nation. Well, y'all just you. heard. <laughs> it's That's you. Right, cool, cool. <laughs> Sorry, go, go, go. Money is good. Like, in and of itself, it, it it aids us in growing, like, in terms of building a better city, doing doing things to meet the needs of those who are less fortunate. Driving a Mercedes in and of itself is not wrong. Having Rollies, APs, what's it, Louis, Louis Batons? Louis Batons. Whatever. Louis like, Batons. <laughs> Christian Louis Batons. Wow, Bittons. I just... Conf- I co- Yo, I know hey. Louis... Um, he just won up me on significant. This say loops. This say loops. This say loops. See, I'm, I'm, I'm so in my theology and so holy. Get out of here. Obviously, Get I, out don't, of here. I don't consider myself... Get out of here. ...concern myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, material sure. Material Sure, 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 sure. <sighs> anyway, as I was saying, me, the Pharisee, was saying... <laughs> None of none of these things are bad, mm-hmm. but when you make them the heart of the message and the appeal, yeah, you're making them your your functional gospel as opposed to Jesus Christ, and that's not going to equip people. Look, listen, suffering is a part of the. Like, just to take one example, suffering is a part of the human experience, and Christianity nowhere says suffering is going to be denied of is going to be outside of your life because you've given your life to Christ. What it says is that God is going to be present with you in the suffering. And you actually have a recasting of what suffering looks like because you're in the faith. Mm-hmm. But you can't preach that kind of message if what you're saying is necessarily part of the Christian life mm. is wealth and prosperity and a good life and health and all these things coming with it. How can you equip someone to engage suffering well if you've taught them from the very beginning that by entering Christianity, they will have everything go well in their lives? So you, that's what, so that's what I meant when, when we initially were saying um you're not you're not gonna have you're gonna what's the word you're not equipping your people fully Mm. if you're preaching that kind of gospel that's just one example of how you're not equipping them fully Mm. um that being said then because i think one of the issues that people who have tried to engage attendees um advocates for gospel drill the church in and of itself have been responded to with a lot of obstinance. Um, you guys don't know us. You guys don't know what we're doing in here. Mm. Is there a way to... I hope I hope some of what we're doing that is in this conversation that we're having now. Mm. But when it comes to engaging um, a lot of the proponents of some of these things, is there a way in which we um, can appropriately address our concerns without seeking to alienate them? I mean... <laughs> No, I, I've I've had um, instances when I've tried to engage people that go to Spac Nation. I I think, I think one thing that does help is because because they've they they get a lot of um, comments online and a lot of people have said things about them. There, there's a sense in which visiting the church and probably trying to meet people that go to the church will help. 
um it's i've spoken to people and like oh people say this and say that and that's not even correct so being able to to speak to someone and get to know them on a personal level and possibly visit the church is helpful um and and then i, I from the conversations i've had with people just trying to talk them through um the importance of hearing faithful preaching and then delving into what faithful preaching is and then delving into what the local local church does so of course we we do commend them for their their social um the things they've done in in, in their area but what the, the aim of the local church and what it wants to 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 be about primarily is the work of the gospel in ensuring that that Christ is preached um and that's one thing that I've and even from people I've spoken to what what preaching they should hear what what is faithful preaching um so I think those discussions I I believe help um and just living life with them I've I've got a, a friend um who goes back and we've just had discussions back and forth mm -hmm. and some have been fruitful some have been not but i think that the, the approach you want to have is that not one of wanting to mock or wanting to kind of ridicule because I, I see that a lot and of course unbelievers are doing it and people that don't go to church because they see the baddies and they say ah, this is a joke this is these guys are not serious but i think when i see christians do the same thing it's, it's a shame because these are people that you can actually have um fellowship with yeah and you and you can have conversations with um so that's one thing i would say and if anyone from SPAC wants to come on Black Berea to talk about this, we are more than happy 100%. to do that and have that conversation, you know, like Mary said, on a one-to-one -one and discuss more personally. So Richard just entered the room um, yeah. and I think he had something that he wanted to say about this issue in particular. So I'm just going to... I can hand my mic Oh, you can, you can do. Yo, sorry, I just woke up. I do it to sleep. Um... Yeah, man. Yo, it's Richard. But I obviously I, I come in the room because you know uh, this is a this is a very um, how, how do we how do I describe this topic? Um, not just contemporary. It's local. It's a topic that's really close to home. Um, I think you guys have probably mentioned already, but there's an awful lot of uh, people that we personally know. Who, are, who who attend the church, do you know what I mean? Or who attend SPAC anyway. Um, and obviously, even just sitting down in this room, you know, I can see that there's just, there's there's various, there's, there's it's almost a tentative nature, you know, to try and refer to them as Christians, but simultaneously, um, there's that difficulty of condemning, them all, of, of condemning them all. But I think something that we just have to take seriously, even when discussing the the idea of, you know, can we have fellowship with them? You know, I have, I have various friends, uh, who attend various kinds of churches or various kind of institutions, you know, um, Seventh-day Adventists, you know, um, and, and, and all sorts of, you know, prosperity preaching churches and, and, and whatnot. And I think something that we have to be careful with is widely almost categorizing them as though they're believers. Um, you know, you might have, I think if you take the picture of, for example, Stephen, uh, not Stephen. Uh, who's the guy? Who's that magician in Acts? Simon. The Simon. The Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer. You know the ones. Um, the very moment that guy tried to intermingle, you know, mm. purchasing or 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 having some, you know, or, or or corrupting the gospel with money in any sort of way, that very moment was, you know, the moment that Paul condemned him mm -hmm. completely. You know, the way that it speaks about um, false teachers in Second Peter chapter two. You know, the way that it speaks about money there. And the greed of Balaam, all of that kind of stuff, you know, it, it, it condemns them like very instantly, like, and, and almost you have to presume unsaved unless proven otherwise, you know? And I think the issue is with SPAC is, I think I heard, I came in whilst Israel was talking about recasting the gospel and the prosperity gospel. They have just literally recasted the prosperity gospel in light of this whole, um, you know, in terms of millennial, um, business like god blessing your business and god blessing do you know what i mean and 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 don't get me wrong I, I appreciate some of the good things they do in terms of trying to get people off the streets and various things like that you know but there that that's 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 that in and of itself isn't isn't the same as preaching the gospel and, and the gospel the message that they preach seems to deter from being one of consistently that consistently teaches the turning away from sin um and a whole and a, a holistic trust in christ alone and, and and the fruit of that trust being not prosperity now but in you know but in a land where God himself will lay the foundations you know mm. um 
and and I think that's that's very problematic. Like so, I think I think so. Even when we're talking here, like I would be personally, I would be personally wary even to speak of the term, you know, even to speak about fellowship with SPAC, you know, because that's in and of itself SPAC. Mem- as, sorry, members. So as yeah, so as individuals. Who, so don't get me wrong. Okay. So like I said, as a whole, as a whole institution, I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak about having fellowship with SPAC in that sense. Okay, you know, because as a whole institution, um, they're not just erroneous; they're heretical. That's 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 a problem. That's a serious serious problem. But as individuals within SPAC, I can appreciate that you'll you'll find do you know what I mean you'll find some sheep who are unfortunately um, who have been led astray. But you know, and and with those and with those members, you know, you want to sit down, you want to engage them, you want to speak to them. Um, and yes, you can Lord willing have fellowship with those kind of people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as a whole, you know, I, I struggle to speak about fellowship. Do you know what I mean fellowship with them as a whole, or or, or having some kind of kind of common like real common bonding blood with them all do you know what i mean we, we don't we can't we can't say that you know it's it's genuinely a heretical institution which is a shame which is it's, it's a big shame you know all right so um i think we'll cut the conversation there but i will reiterate israel's point earlier about anybody from the hope dealers spec nation in particular pastor toby um if any of you guys would like to voice what you consider your opinions on what we've said today or more generally we'd like to speak about your church and the things that you do as an institution uh, we'd welcome you to come down and sit with us um, for a future podcast recording where we can talk about some of the issues we've discussed today um, that would be very much I think beneficial not only for us but also for the people who um, attend your church and assemblies yeah 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 definitely definitely mm. thanks guys for listening to the Black Faria podcast my name is Mary I'm Richard. Dami. Israel. And this was Black Berea. Party done. <laughs> Bye.